Yo, we back at y'all again twice in the same weekend. But we want to have a little quick bonus episode because I've been seeing a lot on social media for people trying to discredit LeBron and his rings, mm. saying that this one doesn't count because it's the bubble, the lockout season ring, the Kyrie ring, and the Ray Allen ring. So I wanted to have a brief conversation about do rings really matter now? What 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 are your thoughts? Because a lot of people are discrediting wins that are happening. I think when you're a player that is on LeBron's status as far as being in the discussion of greatest of all times, people are going to come up with any and everything to try to discredit your achievements, your rings. It happened with Kobe, you know, you always mm, see Shaq save him. You, it happens with Jordan, everybody. You know, no matter who it is, you're going to have people just try to you know, come and say, hey, you got this because of X, Y, Z. Yeah. So I'm not too concerned with that just because I know how great of a player he is and I'm somebody who was, I'm not going to say I was anti-LeBron, but I was not one of his biggest fans starting off. I always respected his game, Yeah. but I didn't appreciate his greatness until as of lately. So yeah. seeing things from both sides, I can honestly say that man is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, basketball players ever. I agree, and I, I feel as though a lot of people are putting too much stock into rings, man. I think that rings, you definitely need the, the hardware to be considered a GOAT, but I think it's more than just only right. stats so and only rings. Take a step back. Yeah. Let's look at before you get a ring, you have to make it to playoffs. Right. You have to win your division. Yes. I give so much more weight to making it to the finals. How yeah. many times has it been? 10, 10. 11 times? 10. Then winning the rings. Now, I know it's it's messed up that you make it that many times and you only win four times, but that is an extremely hard thing to do. It's hard to even make it. So just kind of taking a step back and acknowledging that the fact that he made it as many times as he did, yeah, you know, and it's all to win the ring, so don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that, okay, you know, I, I'm going to give him credit just for, for not – I don't want to give him a participation trophy, yeah. you know, because he didn't close it out. He he, he deserved them final losses, but yeah. I'm not going to take that away from saying he's not in that discussion because of that. He, you have to be so good mentally, talent-wise, everything to even make it right. ten times. And a lot, I'm tired of people also saying the the East was weak during his stint of running for uh, his his nine was it nine in a row, eight in a row? Yeah. Yeah, eight, was, eight in a row. I, I'm sick of that shit because at the same time, dude, the Hawks were good during that time period. The Pacers were good during that Celtics, time period. The, the Celtics and the Bulls. Right. So we're making excuses because we're saying these teams were weak and all this. But does it really matter how good the teams were? He beat all these teams. Toronto was good. That is five teams that were good during his run. Right. Like, it doesn't matter if – like they were less talented or whatever, however you may put it. The Hawks during one of their seasons amassed over sixty wins. Yeah. You can't be a trash team and no. get sixty wins. The Bulls, the same way. You know, I'm sick of hearing that because a lot of people they just want to discredit LeBron. If you really want to talk this talk and discredit players, 
do the same thing for Jordan. Not saying they didn't do it back in the nineties, but now we 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 pad that. Because in the nineties, Jordan had the best team during his run. By it was by far. Very he true. had the best team. They were the super team of the nineties. And we act as if that oh you see you know, what happened after Detroit, yeah. and, you know, kind of fell apart. You know, they took over that spot for being the best team, and yeah. he was able to win six straight because of that. So. And he was, and it, like it was three, then two, often three. But I mean, to me, I believe that it's more to getting to the finals than just having a cakewalk. It's always not a cakewalk. If it was a cakewalk, he would sweep his way through. Because Shaq and Kobe, they swept their way through the West, and they lost their first game in 2001, I believe, mm-hmm. to the, the Sixers, and then they won four straight after that. Was that a cakewalk? No. So why do we we, we sit here and we make these excuses for LeBron? I, I, literally, I literally think it's just people are hating. I and, think people need to be more objective. It's, yeah. it's not too many people that think in the middle. So it's either you're a, a Bron fan and you're delusional, yeah. or you're just a hater and you'll yeah. say anything to spite his accomplishments. You need to be aware of okay, he made it, made it ten times, which is an incredible thing to do. Right, that's not easy. There's not too many. I don't know how many players can say that they made. 10. I mean, it's Bill Russell and Jerry West are the only players that can say. So that's well, only teams that can say that. That speaks volumes to say you've been that many times in the first place. Right. Yeah, he won four times, and yeah, that's pretty disappointing. But the fact that he made it that many times oh, yeah. speaks volumes. No, I honestly feel like he should only have five rings. The only ring he should have that he does not is the the Dallas ring, and. If we're being really subjective to that, Dallas was probably the best team in that in that playoffs. Yeah, because they whooped everyone. They beat the Lakers. They beat Spurs. the Spurs. They beat the Heat, but they played well together. I think that a lot of people see talent on paper and equate that to wins when that's not the case. Because if you look at this year's, Miami should not have been there. Right on paper, Toronto. Or Boston should have been in that spot. Mm-hmm. And even more so, it could have been Milwaukee. So there were three teams above Miami that should have been there. And the Heat beat two of those teams right. of the three. Yeah. So they, they were just a well-oiled machine. They had the right components to yeah. take down any team. But we have to stop acting like well-run organizations and well-put-together teams don't exist. Right. And I, it's like... The basketball community is becoming so toxic because everyone is spewing out bullshit opinions now. Like, we're at the point now where we're trying to discredit LeBron being great now to have Jordan on this pedestal when both of them are great. Right. Like, there's different eras. Yeah, it's different, different eras. Types of all, the, the the play is much different. It's much different. It's a different league. The, and then that's why I made a video on the Moment of Truth channel a few months ago about the go debate not existing anymore because it doesn't exist. It's so many variables that it doesn't exist. You can have favorite players. Exactly. You can have your top five. You can have a Mount Rushmore. It's going to be impossible for you to argue this person is better than this person when they played in two different times, two different exactly. There's so many intangibles that you, you can't compare. Right. So 
you honestly just have to say these are my favorite players and this is why these are my favorite players but comparing two different generations of players it, Sound it's, crazy. It's, it's dumb because crazy. a lot of people. I also get tired of people doing this, uh, like rating the '90s as like when basketball was at its peak. I disagree. Now I don't feel like basketball was at its peak in the '90s because I feel like that's when basketball was saved. Mm-hmm. But I feel as though the talent wasn't there in the '90s because the physicality made up for the lack of talent. Yeah. I personally believe that, that the 2000s was the greatest brand of basketball we've ever witnessed. I can agree with that as far as the culture change and the, the game changing. It became a lot more exciting. You had yeah. a lot more ISO and dribbling. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just a more exciting, you know, uh, time, in my opinion. And that's what we grew up watching it. But we both study the game. We both go back and look at different times and, and things like that. And, you know, I, I agree with you there. I, yeah. I, I would say the 2000s definitely is the golden age of, you know, just like how we look back on baseball and, you know, during you mm-hmm. know, the 90s when everybody was steroid. steroid up, yeah. That was baseball's peak. That's Hell, when, when everybody, everybody was coked up on <laughs> in football. Right. And oh, yeah. In the Michael 90s. Irving and, yeah, you and, know. Uh, Lawrence Taylor. So, I definitely say, I mean, the 90s was exciting, but the 2000s definitely changed the game for sure. So. Yeah, because I feel as though the 2000s is when Flash met skill. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now, balanced, yeah. yeah, I feel like now everybody's playing the same brand of basketball. So I can't say that the 2010s and the, and the 2020s were the peak of basketball. I mean, it's the peak of talent-wise, but I think talent will only get better. But I feel as though everybody's trying to play Golden State brand basketball. Yeah, everybody's shooting threes from the one to, through the five. Nobody's really taking the time to slash. I think Giannis and LeBron are really the last of the slasher build. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Kawhi. Zion. Kawhi is a mid-range assassin. That's true. He barely slashes. He doesn't even have the body to continue to slash on a nightly basis. He's going to play mid-range for the rest of his career. Steph Curry is a three-point assassin. He'll drive when it's open, but it's only going to be open because you give him the space to shoot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, like you, you'll like suffocate him. And his shot, you're afraid of where he can shoot from because once he passes half court, he's dangerous. Mm-hmm. So right now, everybody is like, oh, I got to shoot threes to compete. When that's not the case, if you really think of consistency. Slash you, and mid-range. Yeah, like mid-range and slashing. Tight. Like, okay, you hit one three. You got to think, people are shooting at a 40% clip from three. So 40% of their shots, they make those from three. You can score damn near every time taking it to the cup. Make it much more efficient. Yeah. So I, I 100% agree with that too. And the interesting thing was we saw these teams like the Heat, which was yeah. a three point team. You know, they were pretty efficient. And then also they had guys with mid range games. They were pretty well rounded all the way around. Agreed. They, they were too you know, small. They, yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, the way that they built their team, it kind of worked out for them because they had Duncan, they had Hero, they, they had some guys who could throw, even Crowder, you know, they, they had some three-point shooters on their team. Yeah. So I think ideally now, you know, you have to have a superstar that has good mid-range and can slash. You have to have two superstars that can do that. You have to have role players that can mm-hmm. shoot the three. 
you know, um, and then you have to have some dominance in the post and, you know, your big has to be able to shoot. That's kind of like the ideal offense for this yeah. time of basketball. But I think that the 2000s exemplified that. I mean, there were people that could shoot threes, but everybody was really living for the mid-range in the paint. Oh, yeah. Because if you look at the Lakers, Derek Fisher could hit the three, mm-hmm. and Lamar Odom could kind of hit the three. But then you look at Kobe, really lived in the mid-range and slashing. Right. People don't remember early Kobe literally made a living dunking. He was a pure slasher yeah. early when he was wearing number eight. He could shoot somewhere. And then when he got injured, when he got injured, shooting, yeah. yep. And then when he switched his number to twenty-four, he really worked on his post game and it was able He's to shoot threes. Really well rounded, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I personally think that the two thousands, every team was built like that for the most part, because in the two thousands, that's when I chose the Suns. Because they played such an exciting brand of basketball. It was fast-paced. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's what I enjoy. I enjoy fast-paced basketball. Now, if I went back in time, I probably wouldn't choose Phoenix. Right. Um, because of just being excited by how they played basketball, I would probably choose another team. I, I Honestly, I might have chose the Celtics because they were more gritty during that era. Mm-hmm. But... Honestly, who knows? Right. Because the Lakers were winning the championships during that era. Yeah. They won four out of the, the ten during that era. Yeah. I mean, D- Detroit, they were definitely a, a gritty team as well. Yeah, because it was the first three were the Lakers. Then Detroit won two. Detroit no, won. Detroit, they won one. They won one. They won one. Because it was 01, 02, and 03 was the Lakers. The heat, right? Lakers, and then 04. Uh, was the Pistons? Oh, five, five was, of Spurs. Was, yeah, oh five was Spurs. Oh six was oh six was Heat. Oh seven was. Damn, who was it? Was it the Spurs again? I think it may have been. I think it been the Spurs again. Yeah, that was LeBron and the Spurs. So that was the Spurs. Oh eight was the Celtics. Oh nine and Lakers was Lakers and ten was Lakers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, but if you look at all those teams, they were complete at every three, all three levels, especially the Spurs. Yep. You had dominant bigs. Yeah. You had three-point shooters, and then you had mid-range and, and slashers. So, I mean, yeah. that's exactly how, you know, I, I think the Lakers tried to do that this year. Their three-point shooters didn't. Uh, they didn't know, pan out well. It did not pan out, to say the I least. I mean, KCP showed up in the, in the bubble, but I, I don't think Danny Green materialized. No. To what they thought he would, I think he's hurt. Right. Um, but I think that we're going toward that brand of basketball because I mean the Nets are built like that as well. Um, I feel like there are more teams built 2000 style. Mm-hmm. I feel like it had the the 2000s was perfect because it had the aggression of the 90s and it just kind of bled into people being more skilled. Right. So I mean it's it's definitely solid, but. I think people should just give teams roses. I mean, give these players their roses while they're here. Like, especially like unicorns like LeBron. I mean, this man has played through the two the 2000s and 10s and he's playing in the 20s. Right. And he'll retire in the 20s. But, like, people just have to learn to appreciate greatness and yeah. really. Don't compare just, yeah, players stop comparing. in different eras. Yeah, stop. Like, you know, just appreciate the players and their style of play now yeah. and what they've done now. Championships, like Malcolm said, they don't hold as much. And they're important. It's the reason why a lot of people play. But, yeah. you know, when you compare a player like LeBron, he has so many other categories that 
that hold his weight up in the GOAT conversation yeah. that are beyond or equivalent to championships as yeah. far as being number one in a lot of categories and, you know, him taking care of himself and not missing a lot of basketball. Just a lot mm-hmm. of things that you can put him in there. But, yeah, let's not compare him to MJ and those other guys. Let's just appreciate these guys we have in our era yeah. and, you know, kind of, you know, still keep the legacy of the other guys. You know, don't forget about those guys, but we don't need to compare. We don't. There's no need to compare. Just appreciate greatness. You only get to see these players once in a while. Like, we're also too quick to give these badges to players like we gave the badge to Zion too quickly. I mean, Zion hasn't really shown us anything as of yet. I know he was hurt last season. But we have to stop overdoing it and overhyping everything. Everything doesn't deserve too much hype. Just enjoy people for what they are. I know it doesn't, like, give uh, fancy headlines and also bring you enough clicks. But, I mean... What's the point? Because all you're going to do to put these people in these these ranges and statuses is discredit the person that they're being compared to. Jordan doesn't deserve to be discredited, just like Kobe or LeBron or Magic or Shaq. None of them deserve to be discredited. They were great in their own right. Just respect and accept greatness. That's it. But you, you pretty much said it all. You know, I couldn't say it any better than that, so... Hopefully that message resonates with you guys. Hopefully, you know, if you were that person before, you can appreciate these players a lot more and, you know, respect what they've done for the game thus far. Um, You know, as time goes on, we'll have some guys to replace them and, you know, they'll they'll be the greatest of this next generation of players. But Bron, you know, he's not going to. You know, like Malcolm said, he's going to retire in, in, in the 20s, you know, 2020s. So, um, you know, we'll have somebody pop up and take his spot. But, yeah, hopefully we, we can, you know, keep praising those guys and respect these new guys in their game and not compare them or hold them to a standard that, that we shouldn't be. That's good, but it's been enough for this bonus episode. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace.